She says there are over a thousand members in the 15 year old order worldwide. Johnson, like other Jedis, doesn't necessarily exclusively practice a single religion, but rather sees the Jedi order as a complement to her Christian beliefs. She says, I still practice Christianity, but I was looking for a community that was a bit more open. What is your reaction to hearing about a Jedi senior pastor? Where do I sign up and do I get a lightsaber? <laughs> that's, that's my reaction. Oh, man. Welcome to episode 203 of Pub Theology Live. Pull up a chair for conversations on life and faith over a craft fruit pint, a fine wine, or whatever happens to be in your glass. Catch new episodes weekly as the Reverends Ogan Holder, Shannon Weston, and yours truly, Brian Burkoff, address and engage what's happening through a theological lens with a good brew in hand. That pull up a chair thing threw me off. You're you're ad libbing sometimes. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> but whether you're a longtime listener or first time listener, and you would like even more content, you can get that by becoming a patron starting at seven dollars a month. You will get access to pre and post show banter, and if you sign up at Patreon.com/ptlive before October 31st, we will send you one of these sparkling fun. Pub Theology pint glasses. If you want to see what they look like, get on get on our Facebook page. So sign up by October 31st. Any level of, of our uh, patron patronage, become a patron. And one of these is yours. Patreon.com slash PT Life. And let me say extra content. We're not talking like a few minutes. Last week, we had a whole 38 and a half minutes of extra no, content. A whole second We're like show up doing there. the two shows. A whole second show. This week, this week, there was a riveting 20 minutes of Shannon finding a mic cable. <laughs> and and then some. And Derek Weston sight ins and we got we got parenting classes going on because Brian needs all the help he can get. We got into we got all sorts of stuff. So patreon.com slash BT Live for a pint glass. This week, we're talking about favorite foods, our understanding of God or understanding God, and Jedi pastors. We all know a few. So what are we drinking today? <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. It. I'm, I'm finally giving into the pumpkin frenzy. Nice. We got uh, Flying Dogs, The Fear, Imperial Pumpkin Ale. Each year, the great pumpkin rises out of the pumpkin patch that he thinks is the most sincere. So that's that's what I'm going with. Yeah, we're on the cusp of October. Good choice, Brian. What you drinking? So I am, I am going with uh, Shorts Brewing uh, Locals Light, an American Lager beer in its simplest form, and I'm enjoying that with the side of Lion's Tears. Tucker's ready. There's the snap. Spot down. Kick on the way. It is up and it is off the crossbar and through oh my goodness are you kidding me lions <laughs> what uh, you know from 60 kings of the jungle and whatnot um <laughs> yeah today i am drinking the claw brewing company's mad bishop oktoberfest um because i'm even though we're it's gonna be friday like october's friday we're in the fest period of it right so we are drinking sure. a little uh Mad we Bishop. Are. Mad Bishop is a German style Oktoberfest that faithfully delivers a sermon of rich toasted malt flavors that goes down easy with a crisp, clean finish. Mm. Much like myself. Amen. 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 Nice. I was gonna end, I was gonna say, and all God's people said amen. <laughs> I was going to say that's what she said, but I like it was better. <laughs> no, I think there you go. Oh, look, my, hey, I forgot to read my label. Why is there only one time of year when we embrace the fear? At other, all other times, the fear, I, I'm saying it that way because the fear is in all caps. 
I thought you said the fair at first. And I was like, well, fairs are seasonal. Like there's a time for the fair. Fear. Fear. How come I Americanize it anymore? The fear dominates us, controls us, and prevents us from greatness. Whatever the fear is that consumes you, learn to embrace it. Only then will the true artist in you rise up. Hey, that's actually kind of deep and metaphysical. I'd like that. Listen, Baltimore had like Baltimore Brewing Companies have the best like little descriptions on there. Like they do. Fight me. If you have a better description, if you have a company with a better a a brewery with a better description, send it in. I want to know about it. There you go. I want to know about it. There you go. On to today's topics. All right. If you had to eat one meal every day for the rest of your life, what would it be? For me, it will be a traditional Barbadian or Bajan Christmas plate of food. Okay, we're talking about baked mac and cheese, or as we call it back home, macaroni pie. We're talking Christmas ham. We're talking not just ham, but also that like your regular pork. So we got the we got the twice pig thing going on. Okay, there's 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 baked turkey and or chicken. We have this meal called jug jug, which is like think consistency of mashed potatoes, but it's made of from uh, pigeon peas and and some other meats. Oh, so we got that going on as well. There's uh, what else? What am I missing? I'm missing some other things. But that's basically the foundation of the meal. Sometimes you might throw in a few vegetables, maybe some potato salad. Uh, but that's it. Now, all of that, you have to squeeze it all onto one plate. And that's the Christmas plate. That's 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 a Christmas plate. There might be some flying fish as well um, uh, thrown thrown in there for I don't know why. But but yes, so so usually the the table is so full of food, there's nowhere to sit. So you like you fix a plate and go like sit in the living room and and eat. So if there's because that covers everything, covers your proteins, it covers your your carbs, you know, your vegetables, if you're so inclined. Yeah, your potato salad, which you included as your vegetable. Technically, technically it's a vegetable. Yeah. But, you know, if there's if there's any like I was really thinking about this, I'm like, there's really, you know, I was going with like Popeye sandwich. I was going with like, Mm, you know, the other night I had some I had some banchan fried chicken, which is, you know, Koreans gift to man like, I, you know, that sort of thing. But it's like, no. If I was like, I'm on death row, (laughs) I had one more meal left. What am I going out on? I'm going home. Well, I mean, that sounds awesome. And I was just going to say, sometimes it's up in the air whether or not there'll be flying fish. Uh, you know, when, a, when I really it, wanted to laugh at that. I really did. You know, I, the, I really, you know, when really a bad did. joke becomes a dad joke, right? When, when's that? When Brian tells it? when it's a parent when it's a parent <laughs> oh see so that one's actually <laughs> um so but that's a different question like the last meal you would eat because the last meal i would eat would be like super rich and all the like you know whatever but if i had to eat one meal every day for the rest of my life like i think i would need a balance right you need a health factor right like i need i need to you know like i have to eat this for the rest of my life because i was like steak mashed potatoes you know, or twice baked potatoes, mac and cheese. Like I was going there too, but then I was like, okay, this needs to be like a, you know, more, there needs to be more balance in this. Um, so yeah, I don't really have like a good answer besides stick a salad with that meal. But other than that, you know, like, I'll start with a Caesar salad and then I'll have my steak and twice baked potatoes and mac and cheese. You know, you can go with, you can go with, you can go with, Fogo de Chao. Have you ever been to Fogo de Chao? Yeah. Because yeah, all the meats, but they also have this like massive like salad buffet. Right. So that could cover all your bases right there. Yeah. And I think I was thinking of it in terms of like a single dish rather than a whole meal. So in my mind, I was thinking of uh, lasagna. Like I just, lasagna, I always love. I like it fresh out of the oven. I like it warmed up the next day. I just love lasagna. And if you throw in, you know, a little salad and some garlic bread, you're good to go. But I was going to say, lasagna is both a dish and a meal. (laughs) Right, right. Exactly. Actually, we're having lasagna for dinner at my house today. So there you go. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. I'm I'm embracing fall and having lasagna. 
there you go that's perfect but then ogan started going on and i started to think well man i love thanksgiving dinner but i wasn't really thinking of that as like a a meal you'd eat all the time yeah no i think honestly like i think it would be it and i do eat this some version of this like regularly right it's like grilled chicken or salmon rice or potato and a vegetable like we eat that meal four or five times a week, like interchange, whatever. You're already doing I'm it. I'm already doing it. See, you know, <laughs> living into it. <laughs> I, but some things like that, like they're basic, right. they're tasty, they're economical and why switch it up? Exactly. And we've got, you know, three vegetarian children. So you just replace the meat portion with the, you know, tofu cutlet or whatever. And we all eat the same thing, you know, nice. You know, you know, I've eaten out with you and Derek, and the fact that you have three vegetarian children just <laughs> always astounds me. We like our meat. Like I, we like our meat. I, I'm like, how did that happen? Are they are they rebelling against their parents? And you know what? Or like, if that's how they rebel against us, I am all for it. I am yeah, a you're thousand right. percent for it. Let's go with that one. Yes. <laughs> exactly. That's the kind of rebellion you you love. Yes. Um, oh my goodness. All right. A respected rabbi said, we have no right or authority to understand God or to even try. Our responsibility is to try to understand what God wants of us. Do you agree with this? Is the latter possible without the former? Uh, do I, uh, well, do I agree? Yes and no. I agree with the first part but not the second part. I don't believe God wants anything of us. I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't believe, I believe wanting is a, is a human attribute. So you missed, you missed that whole 10 commandments where God said, I want you to do this or not. Do yeah. That. The 10 commandments, my opinion of the 10 commandments is that these were people thinking that that's what God wanted. Uh, yeah. Right. And yeah, God yeah, said, yeah. don't kill right before they go and commit mass <laughs> genocide. So there was a big asterisk by that one. You know, it was like these rules only apply to us, not to any other person. So figure out that loophole anyways. Yeah, yeah, go on. Uh, so, yeah, so so I, I do believe that's that's where we trip ourselves up, trying to understand what God is. And then mm-hmm. we get, you know, all our different religions, all our different tenets, commandments that I think then, you know, my 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 idea of God is right and yours is wrong and. We get disagreements, we get wars, crusades, all that crap from trying to understand and and codify God. But I also believe that that God is simply presence and doesn't want anything from us. Wanting is a human attribute that implies an absence of something. And and if God is omnipotence, omnipresent, all that there is, how can God want or desire if God is all that is? I don't believe God wants anything of us so that's my response to that and here's the thing i actually just wrote this shameless plug i write for unity magazine and i actually just submitted an article that's going to come out in the january february issue where i'm talking about this and i'm saying like the only way if you really want to know god you have to let go everything you think you know and believe about god because the more we're trying to know god and we're 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 putting limits parameters uh, around and then as theologians the more we know the more we realize we don't know (laughs) and on and on we go so just just let it all go just let let go what we think we know what we believe and maybe then we will begin to experience I was really waiting for you to say let go and let God Ogan and it just (laughs) no 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 let go (laughs) of God that's what I'm saying no let go and let God let go of God yeah what do you think, Shannon? I'm um, I'm very intrigued by this. Um, let's just start with the first part, right? Yeah. Um, we have no right or authority. Like, I'm very intrigued by that authority um, to understand or to even try to understand God. Um, so I preach narrative lectionary, which is a little different than the revised common lectionary, which is what um, probably 90% of mainliners give in their pulpit. And this week is the call of Moses and um, where God is named, right? Like a, a, not just a title of Lord or God, but like actually a name, which of course is probably the most researched um, phrase in scripture 
that is basically we have no idea how to translate this, right? Like this is this yeah. untranslatable word. Um, so it, part of me is like, this is totally backed up in scripture. <laughs> like we have no, um, even when God's like, here's my name, it's like completely unable to be understood. So it's not surprising. This is a quote from a rabbi. It's not so actually it, that very, I, I would be surprised if this quote came from a Christian, to be honest, like. Yeah, the fact right. that it comes solid, from solid solid yeah the <laughs> fact that it comes from a rabbi makes perfect sense to me because there is this questioning um built into their i mean it's not that it's not built into our religion but it's much more open in in theirs like i'm actually very jealous of it in this the, i think i think yeah. christianity tends to ignore the question and and want to land on certitude versus the mystery well and i find yeah. that that Jewish writings give all this leeway to imagine like, well, what if it was this? And what if it was this? And, and I, I do that more and more in my sermons. And I'm like, it, it still feels like I'm stepping on something. Whereas like they have full permission to do that, you know, and there's, you know, whatever. Do you, do you imagine that is because basically of all they've been through? I mean, talking like from, from, from eons of, of being, you know, oppressed by 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 other nations, destruction of their city and temple, not once but twice. Right. All they went through with the, the Holocaust. Diaspora like, all the way through to the Holocaust. Like right? all yeah. of that. It's like, you know, we thought we were certain about God. And then all the stuff's happening. So maybe maybe we don't have it all together. And and I won't speak for all Judaism or all Jewish people everywhere, but yes, I think there is this aspect of um we really i mean there are two creation stories we don't know like there's this constant like there are some things we do know about how god has interacted with us but we don't know really who god is what we really know about god is that there has been a promise that god will be our god and we will be god's people that's the promise and that's and that that you know, this week is the liberation, you know, not, not only the call of Moses, but the call to liberation, right? And everything yeah. comes back to that moment of liberation. So if there's anything in terms of understanding God, it's, it's God of love, God of liberation, you know, um, God of the oppressed, but that's not necessarily the same thing as understanding God. That's understanding, that's having a little bit of knowledge about the relationship between God and humanity. Yeah. That like, we really don't know anything about God. Yeah, no, I, I probably lean uh, where you're going, uh, Shannon, that there is this big mystery about, about God. And yet uh, the whole biblical narrative has, has provided a foundation for um, an ethical and moral path and imperative and calling as people of faith and so we see that in the liberation um, from Egypt. We see it in Jesus, in the Sermon on the Mount, and, and so many of his teachings, where there is this call of um, selflessness, of, of service, of loving your neighbor, of caring for the poor, of freedom for the oppressed, and, and so on and on. And, and so I think, I think we do have some invitation and some understanding of, of, of what the call of faith uh, puts on our lives. You could say that as what God wants of us. I know Ogan doesn't like that language, but I think it's, it's grounded in the tradition of scripture and, and, um, Christianity and Judaism. So I'm, I'm okay with that understanding that it's not perfect. Uh, but, but I think, you know, otherwise, you know, what do we have to preach on? You know, if it's all, if we don't know anything at all, uh, then, you know, then we then we preach on the mystery. <laughs> yeah, you do, but but I think you can preach on the mystery as well as the sort of moral, ethical invitation slash call sure. uh, for people of faith. No, I I I I, I agree with that. Um, um, before we move on, I forgot to do this. Um, we have a, a Facebook comment on the on the meal, the everyday meal for the rest of your life. Jeff says the hibachi combo. I could eat that every day. <laughs> I I agree with you. That is tasty. <laughs> And 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 in response to I think the question uh, listener of, of that we're discussing now, uh, listener Tim says I think John Calvin would have an issue with this, but that's not a bad thing. What I think we 
what I think we conflate, or or let me kind of ponder this for a second out loud. So when as Christians, when we when we understand God, we're thinking about the life of Jesus, right? And that like, well, I that's who God is. That's how I understand God works. When when we assume that we understand God, that I think is where we're getting if I were to justify to say, well, this is who I understand God to be, I I I walk through this life of Jesus. That's the main sort of focal point. Or... Exactly. And, but, because but, this but, is sorry. Hold on, hold on, sorry, if I can just, you know. No, no, go ahead. So because because Jesus is God incarnate, therefore, right? Jesus must be the characteristic of God. So to so everything Jesus did must be everything God is. And, and what I think is the problem in that is that it's way too narrow. It's not that I disagree that uh, like, I'm, I'm not arguing Jesus isn't God or I'm not arguing like, and then just stay with me in that for a second. Right. Because um, whether or not that's your belief, that is, that is the Christian, the majority Christian belief. So let's hold on to that for a second. But I think when we say that's who God is, we shut off the vastness of God, that Jesus was God incarnate, but for a particular time in a particular place, in a particular body with particular parameters, right? So that can't possibly be all who God is. So you you can study Jesus all day long. But at the end of the day, you can't say, well, now I understand God. Now I know who God is. You can't exhaust the, the search. Yeah. So that's kind of what and, I want to say about it. And okay. given and given the multiplicity of understandings and explanations of Jesus alone, that only adds to the confusion, right? Because you ask, you ask a bunch of different people from different denominations and 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 yeah. you know about Jesus, you're gonna get a bunch of different answers. Yes, right. So 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 that I I think that lives I mean Jesus know. did carry a gun. He was definitely pro Second Amendment. Uh he would never have gotten vaccinated. So I think yeah. there's some things we can know. So there's this great Anne Lamont quote. Well, which... Listen, listen, he didn't need to get vaccinated. Come on. The verse is <laughs> Jesus. He was healing the sick. You didn't need a vaccine. So Derek reminded I was I was supposed to use this in my sermon last week and I ended it without using it. But Derek reminded me of that and Lamont quote, which is roughly, you know you've made God in your own image when God hates the same people you do. Yes. And I yeah. think this applies to this. Like you know that you've made God in your own image when you understand God. When you have a when you believe that you have a complete picture of God then you've made God in your own image. Like you, and, and which brings me back to the, like, we have no way of doing this. This is not, and that's what actually brings me back to the authority because we're part of creation. Like, and that's not our job to be God. And therefore it's not our job to understand God. Um, Which I think to your point is, is the deeper message of that commandment of, not creating a great uh, a craven image yes oh absolutely right? stop stop creating stop creating any image of god any any meaning and understanding and holding fast to that certainty of like this is this is it right and that was actually that was actually my big second crisis of faith my first crisis of faith was oh my god they lied to me about the bible and the story of christianity right <laughs> figured that out in college and then i'm in seminary going into seminary being very clear that these unity teachings are the certainty of God and realizing, no, they're not. And I'm like, well, holy crap, I'm, I'm in seminary to become a unity minister. What, what do I do now to, 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 you know, and I remember going to one of my student advisors and just like sitting down with this anguish and, and his response was like, excellent. I'm so glad this is happening to you right now while you're in school yes. and not like three years later in the pulpit. Yes. Right. Don't happen to me three years later in the pulpit. Oh God bless you. Man. <laughs> right. So, so, but to realize that, yes, you, like I can be a minister. I can, I can, I can, um, you know, find these teachings that resonate with me and be clear that my message is always like, this is not the way this is merely 
a, a, a way to the door that opens to the bigger mystery yeah. that lies beyond any, any teachings, any denomination, any certainty. And at Love some it. point, you got to walk through that door yourself. And again, like, you know, as, 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 as the great Master Yoda said, we got to unlearn what we have learned in order to truly appreciate. By the way, are y'all on Disney? Are you watching? Are you watching Visions, the, the new animated Disney no. Star Wars series. Uh Derek watched it, so you can have him <laughs> oh, on it. It's, it's very cool. It's made by <laughs> so it's made by like 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 anime artists, so there's these different Star Wars stories. And and I just watched I just watched one called The Twins. It and these are only like 15 to 20 minutes, so they're short. Wait. And I realized I was holding my breath the whole time <laughs> watching this. They're really intense. Nice. Really good. Samurai traditions, good stuff. I segued. Sorry. Well, no, I, I mean I like what you had to say, Ogan, about you know, thinking about the the commandment against having graven images and applying that to, to not just actual, you know, physically that made is, idols, but to our right. mental constructs of yes. God. And yeah. there's so many, um, you know, sort of set in stone, quote unquote, images or ideas of God that do need to be smashed that we've erected and held for too long. And that continue to lend toward uh patriarchy power imbalance and injustice in the church and those things need to be reframed and 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 rethought and um and then the next level of that is what what ideas do we have we carved in stone about what it means to be a church to be a minister yep and all that sort of stuff and and to just keep breaking these down till we find that place of like you know hey this is what resonates for me and this is not it <laughs> right like, like that, that's the paradox finding the place of comfort but then still being open to what lies beyond that place of comfort yeah and i think i i wanted i don't want to skip over like is the latter possible without the former I, like and i i hear you ogan like and this comes to like our differing views of what and who God is, and that's completely fine and respectable. For I, I actually, um, I have a hard time with the idea that God doesn't want anything from me. Um, just even like I'll just talk about it on a personal level. Like that's it's a it's a motivating factor for me. Um, you know, I often hear this phrase of like, well, it doesn't matter if they're religious or you know believe in God as long as they're a good person, and it's not that I like but i feel like being a good person is like the bare minimum <laughs> first off like that's just, which which some people still don't get which some people still <laughs> don't is, understand but like just the ceiling for some but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like i i i find it to be a helpful and a motivating factor that you know um i am a we're a, a organized church with a catechism and everything else right my responsibility Mm -hmm. is what is the chief end of humankind is to worship god and enjoy god forever like this is my responsibility it's and and it's not that god needs my worship right so i i i think this is actually one of those areas where like parental language comes in and it's helpful in this way of like i have wants for my children I have desires for them. They don't need to do it my way, but there are some basic values and principles here that I do want for them and from them. And, and for me, it's not a disconnect to view God in that way. You know, that there are, there are certain things that God wants uh, for me and from me, you know? Yeah, I hear you. And I don't need to understand God for that, I guess is part of it. I don't think you need the, you know, I think it's possible. Yeah. I think it's possible. So, so, and, and, and the phrase you use, this is where parental language is helpful, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a, for me, it's a quick, it's a quick hop to, to this is parental language. Therefore God is parent. And I'm not saying you that know? this is just my, no, reference. I know you're not saying yeah, that, yeah, yeah. but I'm just saying that's what, that's what comes up and brings up. And that's, and that's another, you know, symbolism analogy that people use for God. God is father. So, so I mean that that creates all. But, but or divine mother, or mother, or mother. Thank you. Yeah, I should have been the one of all the three of us. I should have been the one saying that. Wow, how strong is this bear? <laughs> no, I mean I've, this is. I mean, and again, this is part of what's beautiful about even you know 
we're talking about a rabbi here, we're talking from a Christian perspective or a not, you know, in this way of like, there are so many names for God and some of them are gendered, some of them are not. And yeah. this is opens up all this possibility, which is again, like if you, you could do, you could say this, talk about this question just in terms of the gender of God and you wouldn't like, it's not for us to understand. Like God is so beyond gender that it's not even like, yes. that's so ridiculous of a concept to gender God. Like that's exactly. so I'm, not how that works. <laughs> the last, the last couple of years I've, I've, I've been working with using God as the pronoun for God. Yeah. Getting, getting rid of he, she, I went to it for a while and that just felt really weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that so I even. just, <laughs> I, I just use God as a pronoun, by the way, 9%. I did not realize hey, oh. this was, this yeah, was, this was high test. Well, that let's, explains a lot right now. <laughs> let's jump to a little bit of a lighter conversation. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, Rosalind Johnson is a senior pastor at the online Temple of the Jedi Order since 2017. She embarked on seven years of education to become a Jedi knight. Sorry, I didn't mean to like, but I'm just actually myself was like, who facilitated this education? Anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> studying philosophy from Alan Watts to Joseph Campbell. She says there are over a thousand members in the 15-year-old order worldwide. Johnson, like other Jedis, doesn't necessarily exclusively practice a single religion, but rather sees the Jedi Order as a complement to her Christian beliefs. She says, I still practice Christianity, but I was looking for a community that was a bit more open. What is your reaction to hearing about a Jedi senior pastor? Where do I sign up and do I get a lightsaber? <laughs> that's that's my reaction. Oh, man. So listen, so so I went I, I'm on their website yeah. and I'm looking at their their like tenants of belief, right? And I'm going like, huh, like I'm on board with these. Yeah. So Jedi believe in the force and they define the force as a ubiquitous and metaphysical power that a Jedi believes to be the underlying fundamental nature of the universe. Wow. Like, um, that's kind of God, right? Kind of right up okay. your alley. The Jedi believe in the sanctity of the human person. We oppose the use of torture and cruel or unusual punishment, including the death penalty. Check. Jedi I'm believe sorry, in where society. did they get that in the canon? Because I'm not sure I, that's Jedi canon. I was gonna I was gonna say, I don't know that I don't know that that these are pulled from the actual Star Wars canon. There's some ad living. Clearly. But okay. This, they I, I agree with it. I'm just saying, like right, as a no. fan, I nope. Jedi believe in a society governed by laws grounded in reason and compassion, not in fear or prejudice. Check. Believe in a society that does not dim does not discriminate on the basis of sexual orientation or circumstances of birth, such as gender, ethnicity, and national origin. I'm down with that. Jedi believe in the ethic of reciprocity, how moral concepts are not absolute, but varied by culture, religion, and over time. The positivity, the positive influence of spiritual growth and awareness on society. Uh, just two more, the importance of freedom of conscience and self-determination within religions, political, and other structures, the separation of religion and government, and the freedoms of speech, association, and expression. What's not to love there? We hereby pronounce you, Ogan, a Jedi senior pastor. I'm ready to sign up. You can't do it. You're not member. Oh, shoot. I don't have the credentials. Who's facilitating this um, seven years of education? Listen, you know. and this is an official nonprofit so you can donate i mean how many of those years were in the dagobah system that's what i want to know seriously i'm ready i'm ready i'm ready to sign up <laughs> i mean obi-wan was doing zoom and virtual before it was cool so i'm just so gonna... you know it's weird so we 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 kind of laugh at this right but i mean honestly and is how all churches and religious for the most part started a person yes. sitting in the, down in the imagination of George Lucas. That's where they most, but, but a person, but someone coming up with a bunch of tenets, a bunch of teachings, you yeah. know, some of them saying they were, they were either channeled by or inspired by God, divine inspiration. And eventually some folks laughing at them. Cause remember again, Christianity began as a very maligned, outlawed, you know, laughed at right. like, you know, 
offshoot and look at it now, you know, 180 years from now, we all be laughing when this is like the, the main religion of everywhere. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, the tenets you read are, are great. And I think of people of many different religious faiths and no faith could affirm most, if not all of them. So like it's what's to argue gene- about those tenants? Like it's pretty generic. I mean, yeah. but in a good, like all great things, like, yeah, we should have more of that. But what sets that apart uniquely is is what I want to know. Like, you know. The lightsaber. Like, you know, do you, Which need, is a little, a weapon. you need a little baby Yoda Buddha? Or? It's a weapon that they're against. Like, I'm just really confused. I, not if you use def- not if used defensively. Uh, <laughs> a Jedi okay. never strikes first, which we do there know. You go. And you don't need you don't need a vaccine because you have all those midi chlorians in your middle chlorians will, will will protect already. you. There you go. Don't there know you what go. to say about this. I think you know. Here, here's why I'm also not mad at here's here's why I'm not mad at this because here is here is a place for those who are honestly looking for one, a place to belong, a place to have a deeper spiritual experience, but who have honestly been turned off by mainstream, any sort of mainstream religion, because let's be clear, mainstream religion over the last few hundred thousand years has not done itself any favors, right? So, 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 so here's, here's something that, that again, we kind of laugh at becomes it because it comes out of pop culture, Mm -hmm. but but who is to say that things that come out of pop culture don't represent sometimes the best of us? Well, and and probably the most intriguing out of all the things, like probably the most intriguing part of this for me is the quote. I still practice Christianity, but I was looking for a community that was a bit more open. Like yes. we we are searching as a culture, and and this is moving worldwide we still need whatever it was that religion has provided as a culture. Like we still need those things, but it's not coming through religion anymore. And I would argue, and there are studies on this, that we're still in the in-between period where we're rejecting as a, as a culture, we're rejecting religion, but we haven't found the thing that takes over that community oriented, um, something bigger than us to believe in right something bigger than us to love and appreciate and 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 we need that as humans we need that community we're built for community we're built for relationship but but we're in this in-between period so it makes perfect sense to me that in the last 15 years this kind of thing was established that makes perfect sense to me i just sure and I was, this, this, this may not be the one that sticks. Listen, I'm a huge, I've been a huge Star Wars fan since before it was cool to be a Star Wars fan, right? Like, yeah. And that's actually yeah, the only surprising thing for me is I'm like, I'm surprised Dorcos in the 80s didn't do this. Like, we had to wait till Star Wars became popular to do this. Like, this is crazy. Because talk right. about a community that didn't really have friends, you know. <laughs> <laughs> We need to go back 30, 40 years for that. Exactly. And what what do you think the online services are like? I mean, can you imagine just like, ooh, let's see it's Sunday or whatever day they choose. Temple of the Jedi Order. Let me put that in my search. Anakin Sunday gets really awkward. It's really strange. <laughs> see, there's gotta be a whole church calendar that's like terrific. It's like it's like Christ the King in in our calendar. We're like, mm, can we just Let's just do a gratitude service for Thanksgiving. Let's just swipe right over it. And and definitely during Lent is the cutting off of the hand, you know, and of all of them, all the hands that are cut off, all the, you know. (laughs) So so on their on their site, the the sermons are there. I mean, they're just the printed version. You know, they're not they're not recorded. So all all the Star Wars met references I've ever made in sermons, I can just upload there and be like, here you go, you know. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You might you might be their next guest speaker. Right. As already ordained ministers, do we have to go through the whole pro- program or could we get like special dispensation? Right. I was going to say, like, I have. We need to research that. I mean, she had seven years. Like, I've only had three years of education, yeah. but I have 17 years of practice. Exactly. So that's got to count for something. Got it. Like, I should be ushered <laughs> right go. in. All right. Last question. God, I can't believe this. This is real. This is real <laughs> news, friends. Like, 
Police are looking for a man in Canada. They say punched a nurse in the face multiple times. I'll smack you in the mouth. I'm Neil Diamond. Knocking her to the ground after she administered a COVID vaccine to his wife without his permission. How could a pastor or faith leader minister to such a family or address such a situation? I would call the hotline and be like, here is his address. Seriously. I mean... (laughs) No, no. Let me let me put on the cuffs. I will be there to read him his rights and tell him he is There's, a beloved child of God and the stupidest man on the planet. So many levels right there. So many levels. I mean, it just I read it and I couldn't believe it. So is she is she not face. of her own free will and volition, that, by the way? That's where I'm going. Exactly. Like I, I, I thought I'd misread that at first. I was like, was that a typo? It was that without her permission? You can't give vaccines without permission. But his permission? Was I was like, like what? She's in a home, he's her. Like there has to be another situation. Cause if it's just a wife getting a vaccine and he gets mad about it and go punch it, like I, there's gotta be something else going on there. Like I All would right. hope. So, 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 but you know, all right. So, so real issue connected to this in some way, tangentially, where do you guys feel about folks? I don't know if you've had this situation coming to ask you for religious exemptions from getting the vaccine is, uh, because, you know, we can do that. Um, I, when I was in my previous church, I had a congregant who, by the way, was going to go work in a healthcare facility, didn't want the vaccine and asked me to give him a religious exemption. I was like, I'm not going to do that. First of all, unity does not have any sort of, of doctrine or philosophy opposing, you know, medicine, vaccine, anything. So one, I'm not going to do that. And two, I believe you should get the vaccine if you're working in a healthcare facility. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, I'm glad you asked because for $49.99, you can go to my (laughs) website and I'd be happy to write up a religious exemption. That's happening, isn't it? That's real. (laughs) That's an actual thing. Yeah. Shit. Are you serious? Oh, some guy has made like tons of money by, and he has people become members of his church online, donate oh a certain amount, and then he will write and send them oh in the mail God. a religious exemption. What is wrong with people? It's Jesus. gross. It's so gross. I'm, I'm looking at several I... cover several news articles that cover this. No one, like he is, the wife is not, um, she's not um, under medical need of any sort so she is under her own free will and volition to get the vaccine obviously obviously in canada you don't just need your spouse's permission to get a vaccine if you are of sound mind and body like he just got mad and yeah i I was surprised the story was in punched a woman in the face i was surprised the story was in canada and not texas to be honest i mean listen there's a lot of rural parts of canada Wow. Okay, we make we're making a lot of unfair assumptions, not necessarily unfounded assumptions, but unfair. Assumptions. So, in a related uh, local story, uh, we have some friends who were at a, a, um, a high school football game, and they overheard some parents saying to each other, "Yeah, our kids snuck off without our permission and went and got vaccinated." And yeah, the they parents did. weren't happy, but I loved it. Like, here were kids who were like. I don't care what you think, Mom. Yeah, I was. We're getting vaccinated. I was actually going to say that we have this spate of parents not letting their kids get vaccinated. So some some Um, places require. This town is in the middle of nowhere in Canada. (laughs) Okay, point me. What's what's the province? Um, it's in Quebec. Um, there's. Oh, oh yeah, Montreal. Yeah, well, most of Canada is the middle of nowhere. It's rural Canada. Again, anyway. most of Canada, oh. <laughs> um, but but yes, there's 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 lots of articles around uh, kids wanting to get vaccinated and the teenagers and their parents won't approve it. There's, I there's would stories them. about I would take about them. about seriously, who wouldn't? Uh, all of us would uh, about family pe- family members, adult grown ass people getting vaccinated in secret, wrong, and telling you. the and saying to the doctors, don't 
tell my spouse, don't tell my kids, because apparently we come from an anti-vaxxer family. So they get vaccinated in secret. And because you might get punched in the face. Oh, my God. What is wrong with you that you punch someone in the face multiple like times? Multiple times. Well, that... And what's wrong that you felt like you had to give permission? Uh, listener Tim asks, is this a complementarian sort of situation? Yeah, I mean, probably. Absolutely. It has to be. Yeah, like, at best. So, but, but in regards probably. to the religious exemption, like there is nothing in nothing. our religion that exempts you from getting this vaccine. There may be genuine no. medical issues that exempt you from yes. getting this vaccine. And I understand yep. that. Like, yep. but... And that's between you and your doctor. If your doctor says you are immune compromised in these ways, you should not get this vaccine. It might actually kill you, not because the COVID vaccine, but because there are things in the COVID vaccine. We all understand this. We're intelligent people. This has no place in this. Is Are we, are we all though? <laughs> I know. Okay, all of us on this, on my screen. <laughs> okay, there we go. Yeah, thank you. Okay. But, 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 but yes, this, so, so, you know, we, um, my, uh, co-founder of Project Sanctus, the thing that I do now, we are, we are presented at all a uh, few conferences, regional unity conferences this week. And, and we keep, we keep saying to people like, uh, you know, the general prevailing view or a lot of thinking around COVID is that this is something that has interrupted our way of life. And we're gonna we're gonna get a handle on it and then return to life as normal. And we keep saying to folks, no, COVID is not an interrupter, it is a disruptor, it is also an accelerator, and we are not gonna really get a handle of it because have you read the news? Right. <laughs> now yeah, now right. let's not lose sight of the real question here, which is how could a pastor or faith leader minister to such a family or address the situation? Ah. And I I actually like we have some precedents for this, right? Because, or at least I do, in terms of someone being abusive or someone, you know, right. and and really, it. I'm not saying I would necessarily put my vaccine part aside because, what usually when we're talking about someone gets in a bar fight or somebody hits their ch child for whatever, you know, and kicks them out of the house, let's say, like whatever the scenario was, or maybe there's domestic violence, I don't know, but like whatever the scenario was, it didn't happen on a global scale like this is happening, right? right. So I do think there, there, this is a different situation, but in terms of dealing directly with the family, you know, obviously you go to the wife first, like the wife is the one that needs yes. ministering to you, you know, because she chose to do something, her husband, she feels terrible for this nurse or you know, whatever else, like there's all these family dynamics going on here. And at the same time, like this is a legal matter for the police. Like my, my ministering to him is you need to turn yourself in and yep. there is a way of reconciliation when you are ready, but that's, yep. that's the discussion, you know? Yeah, I don't know. And 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 somehow, like, just like subtly, you know, this this is not great counseling. But part of it is to your point is like, at what point do you say to your wife, is this really where you want to be? Well, that was my other point. Yeah. And then you recommend a good couple therapist. Yeah. Or <laughs> shelter. And or a divorce. And or divorce lawyer. And or divorce lawyer. And like. Or a shelter. <laughs> like like I'm like you know I I laugh when I say it, but I'm only laughing because I don't know what else to do other than cry. Like this, like if he's yeah. if if he's punching a nurse, right? There's definitely anger issues. There's definitely you know like hostile issues going on here. What's so? My question, like, what's happening at home? Yeah, how, is how safe is it at home? How safe is it at home? Sort of sort of deal, and yeah. My what is my other issue with this is that all the articles are like, here's his description. I'm like. This is her husband. Doesn't she have a picture? Like, <laughs> why? why? Yeah, I thought that why too. They're like, he's between the ages of 30 and 45. I'm like, is the wife incommunicado? She can't say so, so, he's actually on? 39. But but in all but in all seriousness, let's imagine that this really is an abusive situation, right? That this is this is a woman who is with an abusive partner, right? Of course there's going to be hesitation to out him because 
all that's just coming back on her his reaction from that yeah so so i'm not trying to so it sort not, of makes sense i'm not trying to blame the victim i'm just it's just an odd little thing to me that you know and maybe it's and the I, difference between canadian police and u.s police that like the u.s would like go on his facebook page and plaster his photo everywhere you know is there no tmz in canada i know right yeah and i think this is where you call in the jedi pastor and uh who says I sense much fear in you. Oh wow! That's, that's I mean, listen. He didn't try. He did it. He punched her in the face multiple times. <laughs> and and, leads to and, and Brian just rolled out his Yoda voice. He are we not going to talk about cave. that? I think this man needs we, to go in the cave. Yeah, are we, we not talking about the Yoda impression that just happened? No, are we I'm just ignoring gonna, it. Just, like, I, oh, okay, yeah. right. I think I no good doing. comes from talking about it. I see what you're doing. Okay, wow. all right. My bad. That was Shannon's pastoral care. Just ignore. <laughs> there you go. Just move on. <laughs> pretend you didn't hear it. Just keep don't, going. Don't validate it. Don't validate the bad behavior. All right, I'm with you, Shannon. <laughs> you convinced me. Um, <laughs> I mean, if your leads to... Anger, anger leads to hate, hate leads to suffering. There you so. go. You must feel the force around you. And on that note, friends, thanks for joining us for another hour. <laughs> <laughs> See, hey, there is something to this Jedi religion, huh? Uh, who's laughing now? There you go. There you go. Well, thank you, friends, for tuning in to Pub Theology Live. You can show your love for the show by becoming a supporter on Patreon. <laughs> Get access to extended interviews with special guests and pre and post show banter. As Ogan said, sign up now before the end of October and get your free Pub Theology Live pint glass. Visit patreon.com slash PT Live to get started. And a huge thank you to our current patrons. Of course, you can listen to the show anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. You can watch us live, always a good time, uh, Tuesdays on Facebook around 4, 4.30 Eastern uh, time. And if you'd like to join a Pub Theology conversation group in your neighborhood, check out all the info at pubtheology.com. And until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing. really looking to this Jedi senior pastor. Maybe that's the next thing for me. I mean, <laughs> I mean what else? We, I've done everything else. Why not I mean, this? I mean, add that to your, you know, your resume. Come on. Okay. Oh my goodness. I mean, I mean, I mean why not? Oh my goodness. That's fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs>